The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to uplevel your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Well, I'm super excited for this conversation today. I have been stalking Alex. I met Alex as part of one of my masterminds that I'm a part of. And ever since hearing him speak about storytelling and what he's so passionate about helping women get their stories out there, I really wanted to have him on the podcast. So thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, Alex. This is a great, great joy for me, Christine. Thank you so much. I'm truly honored to be here and I'm excited for where the conversation is going to go. Yeah, me too. So we've already been talking before we hit record mm-hmm. and I had to stop you because I was like, let's wait till we hit record. <laughs> so um, let's just dive straight in. So tell me a little bit more about the women that you work with to help them really elevate their stories, to discover their stories and where this passion even came from. Mm, yeah. So, I mean, most of the work that I do right now is one-on-one coaching. It's let's get into it. Let's discover your story and turn it into a message that matters. Uh, so you show up and you're speaking without confusion, complete clarity. That's the work that I'm doing and helping women, right? Mostly in business, mostly personal brands do that work and see how the thing that they're passionate about, the business that they've started is actually linked all the way through their story. The the transformation you want to lead people through is so inherently linked to the transformation you've been through. And I get the great joy of helping people discover that and put it into words that they are confident to share with the world. Because when you share your story, you shape the world. And that's kind of the driving belief for me. So, um, I mean, yeah, it goes back in my story about how I got here. I'm a story coach because I've been telling stories my entire life. My mom was an actress. Uh, She was, my mom and dad both grew up in Britain and then they left at 18 and 20 years old to live their dreams. My dad was a photographer. My mom was an actress. So we just sort of absorbed storytelling. And then I put that into practice as a as an actor, I wanted to follow my mom's footsteps. So I was an actor and then I was a, a public speaker and a youth pastor and always, I don't know if you feel like this, Christine, probably not. You're probably like, no, nah, I'm so good at my message, but I feel confused sometimes. <laughs> I've done, I've had lifetimes before this. But I found like it was always so frustrating for me, whether I was putting on a character, like uh, on stage, or I was speaking my own unique message in whatever context, I was so concerned about how the audience was reacting or how they would react. And I, I realized that that was pulling away from the clarity of my, my own message, uh, because I cared more about them than just doing something that was authentic within. And it was actually 10 years ago. Now we just celebrated 10 years of my mom didn't celebrate. We just recognized 10 years of my mom passing. Um, and it was a few days before she, she passed. I had a conversation with her, a serious conversation. one of the ones that you have when you know that this person is going. And I asked her, 
like, what was it that you loved most about being an actress? And she said it was the, like the gift of entertainment. It was the gift. It was the, being able to give the audience a gift. That's how she saw it. It was like, she goes on stage, she makes them laugh, she makes them cry, whatever. But she felt like she was sharing a story with them that then they would take with them out into their lives when they leave the theater. Yeah. And something for me snapped there where I realized, oh, this has to come from me first. And then I share something so authentically from me that it becomes a gift for them that they get to go and do whatever they want with. And so here I am, I mean, 10 years later now helping people not only discover their story, but put it into words and, and share it with the world to give other people a gift. Love it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this, I, I totally understand what you mean by the level of confusion. Cause it's almost like, and I feel like I'd love for you to clarify the difference between someone having like a business pitch compared mm -hmm. to their story. I'd love for you to clarify that because I can imagine like, even when I ask, I can go to events and I meet other women in business and it's almost like you get the look, you see the look on their face where they're literally yeah. like, you know, looking around going and they almost like lose track of what they're trying to tell you. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh -huh. it's like, what am I supposed to be telling people? Like, what do you do for your business? And how did you get into this? And like, you're like, what am I supposed to be telling people? So I'd love for you to clarify that the difference between that pitch and the story and where, where it all fits. Yeah. Well, I, I go with, I always start with, can you tell me who you are right now? So if I can just bounce this right back to you, Christine, like, what do you do? So I work just, with women in business. Yes. I'm a business yeah. mindset coach and I help them get out of their own way. So I help them stop self-sabotaging their success. Great. So brilliant. You gave me a title and an impact. That's what I think we look for. But what people get nervous about or what people, when they feel flustered, they feel like they're confused. They can't answer that and they feel like they have to justify or they say what you just said but then before another question is asked you go into this justification process of telling me how you got here without really rhyme or reason of the process and you've now confused the whole situation i forget what you do or what impact you're making and then they go what was the question you asked <laughs> exactly so if somebody here's here would be the the best advice i can give you is uh start with the now, right? I, I always like when we talk about story, there's, there's the now, and then we'll go backwards and find out how you got here. But all that you know about the story is the page that you're on right now. And it doesn't go beyond this. You don't know what the next page is. So just look at now, who are you now? What do you do? And what impact do you want to make? Or what impact do you see it making? And if so, if you're introducing yourself to someone, you're at the ne next networking event or something, get really clear on that. I'm your story coach, helping you share your story to shape this world with clarity. That's it. it. Now, if you want to know more, feel free. Ask me, well, how did you get into that? Now we can go into the story mode, right? Now we can go into how do you shape that story and start to tell the story without talking their ear off and actually captivating them. But at its most basic point, get really clear on that point and, and you're good to go. I think. Love that. It's almost like you're waiting for the permission to tell a little bit more of your story. Yeah, I think so. And it's, it's not something that, uh, I, it's a natural question to ask, right? We'd, ra we'd rather leave them wanting more as it yeah. were. And it, it, like, you got to give people the right. Like if you say, Hey, yeah, I'm a, uh, I'm a dancer. I, I 
do clog dancing. And I think that it uh, really helps people um, fall in love with, I don't know, the culture in Holland. Much. Right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> if I led with that and you're like, mm, ugh, really not interested and I don't see how this is going to support me, I'm going to politely say, wow, very cool. Very okay. Good. I'm going to, I'm going to go get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have your good yeah. uh, segue message, but my, maybe my problem, I don't know, is I'm going to go, you're kidding me. That's a <laughs> business. Tell me more. How did you get into that? And then you're going to do that. So I just think it's giving, it's actually respecting the person asking the question and saying like, here's the answer to your question. Yeah. Do you want to know more Then ask more? Well said. Um, but, but so many people just I, yeah, don't know. Would you agree? They don't know how yeah. to answer that first question. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So tell me a little bit more about why you believe it's so important that as a business owner or a personal brand, whether we want to do speaking or not, that we have, we have that story down pat. Uh, yeah, because I, <laughs> there is this confidence. I think it starts with clarity and, and leads to confidence, which then allows you to show up the consistently. Mm -hmm. So if you are, you might be showing up again, you've got this business, great. Or let's say, great, I'm showing up and I'm saying, I'm your story coach. And people say, well, how did you get into that? And I could say, well, you know, um, three years ago, I was in a mastermind and I had a totally different business idea um, that was about actually speaking about the next generation uh, in businesses and helping Gen Z work in corporate. Um, and then somebody said, you know, you're a really good speaker. You should help us speak. And so here I am three years later, teaching people how to communicate better. I could tell that story, but that's not my actual story. That doesn't tell me why that doesn't tell you why that just shows that there was a problem. And then something miraculous happened mm. that led me here. Right. Mm. The importance of you knowing your own story, Christine is it's, it's actually for you first. We think about this and a lot of this work is like, oh, I need to know my story so I can market better. But truthfully, everybody listening needs to hear understanding your story is first for you so that you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, look how far I've come. So you can see the transformation that, yeah, I, so much of my life, I have felt confused in my identity. I've felt confused in how I should show up and do they like me? Will they like me? Won't they? I've just desperately longed for clarity so long along the way. And now that I've found it, I know that it's possible. So any day that I wake up and I feel confused in the work that I'm doing and why I'm showing up and is this business ever going to thrive? Is this actually going to work? I actually have this story of proof to say, oh, my transformation is from confusion to clarity. And so if today I feel confused, I know that clarity is possible because I've been there before and I can see this happen today. So that's what I mean. First, I think the most important thing around this has nothing to do with marketing. Just do this work for you. You deserve it. You deserve to see the journey you've been on. You deserve to see the problems you've gone through and how far you freaking come to get to the point you're at now to stand up with the passion that you have to build the business that you want to build and make the impact that you want to make. That's the power of your story first. Mm. Yeah. I absolutely agree. I think so many of us, we are so focused on the now or the future that we actually mm. forget to acknowledge how far we have actually come. 
And that's actually how we build self-worth and self-trust, right? Like to actually take the time to acknowledge. It's actually also how you overcome the imposter syndrome is actually acknowledge what you bring to the table, right? Like Mm -hmm. what you've actually Mm -hmm. been able to overcome. And if you don't take the time to really shape that story that makes it meaningful for you, that story can actually kick you in the butt. Like that story could be a negative story until you shape it to be a positive. (laughs) Yep. Well, I think, and that's the piece with imposter syndrome. That's, as you say right there, right? That's that confidence. So you get clear. Now I'm like, oh, good. Okay. Yeah. I know my story. That's, I, I get it. I went from this to this. Uh, amazing. Now I also get to show up with this confidence to say like, wow, you, like I see so many other people out there doing these things and really confused. Why isn't my business succeeding? Anytime that I face confusion or that feeling of how I felt now I go, oh, you know what? That's okay. That's their story this is my story. Or somebody looks like they're doing something very similar to me. I go, that's okay. Their service looks very similar, but my story is completely, mm. completely unique. Love that. I, I can't be an imposter if I'm just living out my unique story. Mm. I'm not faking anything. I'm being as authentic as I can possibly be. So I think that's the next level is once you do the inner work, now you start to turn that outwards and say, oh, if I show up like this, now I'm actually being that authentic self that really starts to stand out in the world today. Mm. And, and it's, again, it's going to be more pon- more confident, more powerful, um, and really start to make a difference. Yeah. And that authenticity speaks volumes because you can feel the difference between a practiced story speech of like, this is the story that I tell compared to that authenticity yeah. that comes through in that powerful message. And I feel like, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like the, the key piece that was missing from what the first way that you described your experience to then the second was actually a lot of emotive words. Like you actually tapped into mm. the emotion. Like the first one felt like, yeah, it's a nice thing to mm-hmm. have. But the second one was very much yeah. like, this is how I felt. Is that the thing? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Brilliant. Yeah. Because people think that they're I, what I hear a lot, right? Uh, uh, let's call it so my podcast is called No Boring Stories. I'm really on and like there's there should be no boring stories out there. There's only boring storytellers. So um, a boring story or the way that it, somebody would tell a boring story is to say like, yeah, no, I went from um, broke to CEO. You're like, okay, no, I get it. There's something happening there, but that's just a title shift. Mm. That's all that that is poor or poor to rich or something. You're like, mm. Yeah, there might be, you're like, okay, no, I can, I can visualize that. I can see, but it's actually, if I didn't experience that, if I can't like tap into or visualize those experiences, it's hard for me as a listener to actually identify with that story. Now, if you tell me that how you felt when you were broke, I felt lost. I felt powerless. I felt stuck. And now as a CEO, I feel powerful. I feel impactful. I feel purposeful. Now my story is going from powerless to purposeful. Hey, if you felt powerless at some point in your life, I think I can connect with you. And so now people are going like, well, yeah, I wasn't ever broke. I actually grew up in like a really wealthy home, but I have felt powerless. So I get that. And I do want to feel purposeful. So now I believe that if that's your story, maybe you can take me along that same journey. So those are, yeah, as you say, those are the emotions rather than the titles. When we tap into the emotions that we feel and how I felt versus how I feel, 
that's what really captivates and will connect with the audience in like mm. a much bigger way than than we could ever imagine because emotions everything we can get into emotions but i mean uh, emotions are truly what what sell a product but emotions are more importantly what connect humans together mm. so the more you can focus on the emotions rather than simply the status or the the title that's where your story yeah. is really going to jump out because i think that's really what your mom was talking about right like she left people feeling mm. something and they walked away yes. and i think a natural human you know process is that our brain will always go well what does this mean for me in everything that we listen to and everything that we experience, it's always like, but what, what does this mean for me? It's a natural part of what uh -huh. our brain does. So that's automatic, right? You don't have to take or, or ask a client that or ask someone that to go, well, this is how, what it means for you through that storytelling. Yeah. I think that's what the power of storytelling is, is that yeah. it's memorable. That's what creates that space, right? I mean, they, they say that when, when, uh, when someone starts hearing a story, when they, when their brain starts to just the minute that it goes, Oh, this is a story that I'm hearing it's like, oh. that yeah, <laughs> there's a relaxing, but there's also this, like, um, it looks like the synapses that start firing in the brain. As I look at the, the, the activity, it looks like fireworks. It's all parts of the brain are working. Now this is prefrontal cortex. Like, what does this mean? How can I translate this? This is like logic, like, okay, what's the, the focus here. This is visual. Can I actually imagine that this is trust building and emotion. It's all of the parts of the brain firing together. And as you say, working to say, can I put myself in this story? Because that's really what we're looking for is, mm -hmm. is for what, yes, you are the main character of your own story. So when you hear someone else tell their story, you are naturally putting yourself in that or seeing what, what would I do in that situation? How would I have handled that? You are going through that process. Or if you feel like, wow, that story is incredible. They really just explained what I've been through. Isn't that crazy? You're right. It's just this immediate, like you yeah. see yourself in it. You don't just receive, you're always processing through your own experience. And, and when experiences connect, that's again, that's where I think that something's really magical. Yeah. Something's happening here. That's uh that's beyond the explanatory really. Love it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I have to ask, what do you say to people that come to you and they're, and they're like, I don't really have a story. Like I don't have a story because <laughs> I feel like I went through this at the earlier stages of my mm -hmm. business. Cause I would see these, you know, huge transformational stories. And I was like, well, I wasn't abused as a child. I don't have that. To say. Mm -hmm. Like I think yeah. in the coaching yeah. space, they can be seen a lot of like, this is how I experienced my childhood. And this is the transformation I've had. But mm -hmm. what do you say to mm -hmm. someone that goes, well, I don't really have this big powerful story that you're trying to make it mean that I do, but I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just, I say, let's get on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> I say, like I call bullshit. Because, <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I, um, because they, the, the lie there is attached to shame. So my story is boring, which really they're saying, I don't want to get up and share my story, which really is attached to this shame that my story isn't as exciting as Johnny. Um, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't addicted to drugs. I didn't, I didn't, you know, wasn't abused or whatever. I didn't have a, I didn't go broke. Uh, and, and the thing is, cause as I said, I was, I was a youth pastor for a long time and I would often work with kids as they were like going through this process and they were going to get baptized. And it's this whole 
big ceremony and then they get up and there's like this 14 year old that reads their story of like, here's how God helped me. And I would coach them through that. Like, here's how you tell your story. And even back then, before I knew that this process existed, the, the kids would say, I don't want to go through this ceremony because I don't want to tell my story because my story is boring. And it's amazing because I'm talking about a 14 year old there, but I'm seeing the and hearing the exact same thing as what you just described with 34 and 44 year olds now who are saying, I don't want to share my story. Well, guess what? It's keeping you not sharing your story is keeping you from connecting with the crowd, connecting with the audience, sharing in something special, actually exploding. And so it's not about having something exciting. Not all stories are action stories. Not all movies are action movies, right? Few of them actually are. Mm. Mostly a story doesn't have to have this explosive moment. Mostly our stories have to do with, I grew up, I was pretty creative as a kid, but then I, you know, went to a school where that was kind of knocked out of me and I didn't find ways to express my creativity. And then uh, I went to a therapist when I was 25 and she said to me, why don't you try painting? And I picked up a brush for the first time in 12 years and I haven't stopped. And I've been selling art for the last 15 years and it's being hung up in people's homes, making a difference to how they feel every day. That's mostly our stories is going from like, again, right? Look at this like boxed in to bursting forth. That's a story. And it just had to do with somebody who felt like, eh, I don't know, yeah. like, what did I have? Because the turning point was a moment in your therapist's office. We don't think it's exciting. Yeah. The turning point was drinks out with your girlfriends when finally somebody called you on your bullshit. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's not, that's not that big though. Right. Like, no, but that's it. That's what we're all looking for is that turning point. We just want to know what made you shift. What changed you? Mm. For me, it was a conversation that I didn't think would be meaningful, but of course it was sitting next to my mom at, at this precious moment when she said something that I was just like, Hey, what did you think about this? And she said this profound thing that now is like a motto of my life. Wow. Wow. That's it. And I think that you've got to take the time to unpack it and acknowledge it for what it is rather than actually shut it down as it's that it's boring. And I think, yeah, yeah, getting tapping into that is powerful. That's awesome. So, and I think part of that is just, yeah, if yeah. I could just, just hammer down a little bit, it's, it's, it is, it's giving some grace to the moments that you have had. You've had a lot of time on this planet, some a lot more than others, and some will admit to a lot more than others, but to, to look back and see uh, you're looking for this transformative explosive. It was when I got fired or it was, oh, it was a hard moment. It was the divorce that happened. Maybe it was the conversation that happened before that, that gave you the strength to go and say, I want a divorce. It wasn't the divorce or yeah. right. Or maybe that didn't happen, but it's the conversation that you had before that, that said, give it another shot. And so you've been in a marriage now for 25 happy years since that because of that small conversation that happened, those are the moments. They're easier to find than you think they are. 
once we give ourselves grace to say those actually are transformative and those matter. That's it. That's everything. Cause I think that's yeah. what life is all about. Like, like it's all those small moments. It's not about mm-hmm. these big, massive things cause they are few and far between. And I think that also translates to yes. business because I think that we have this expectation or have the same situation where we're like, Oh, I didn't have these massive milestones in business, but you did, yeah. you just didn't stop to actually acknowledge them. Right. And I think that business can be like this as a wave or a, a journey where we're having massive highs and massive plateaus and we're also having lows but we, the lows feel bigger, yeah. but we don't take the time to actually acknowledge mm-hmm. the highs. And then it all feels like yeah. a barrel of shit <laughs> almost. Yep. <laughs> right? Uh, yep. I was working with someone uh, a couple months ago, I guess. And uh, her story ended up being like, you know, her transformation was from proving it, a lifetime of trying to prove her worth to people to owning it. And that came out of this, this conversation where like talking about her business and she ran this, um, she got into real estate and then started to build a team and then created her own team and left this old thing that she was a part of and, and created her own team of agents and works less now than she ever had. And her business was bringing in something like half a million with her sitting on the phone talking to me. And she's like, yeah, but you know, I'm so, I feel so stuck. I was like, did you, did you hear what you just told me? And it was this, it was this eye-opening light bulb moment where she voiced it to me, didn't even recognize the attitude that mm. she was saying it with. And as soon as I said it back, I'm like, you still don't think that that's enough. You're still trying to prove something else. Well, what if you just sat here and owned the success that's in that? And then you run with that and you go, oh, I own that. I don't have to prove that to anybody. I just get to sit in that. That's my story. Mm. And it's just that, it's just that simple. It's exactly what you're saying. We don't even recognize it unless we look back and, and see it for what it is. And it's a lot of, a lot of challenge for a lot of women. I work with a lot of women with that same issue where it's literally like, we're constantly yeah. having to prove our worth. And it's through that with yeah. we're going after the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And we don't stop to actually acknowledge what we have achieved. And that then perpetuates the need to mm. actually keep going. So sometimes it comes from a scarcity mindset or it comes from a space of, well, as a child, I had to prove my worth to get love or attention from a parent. Mm-hmm. And then obviously having to then, that's in every relationship and every part of our life that we're always trying to prove our worth and our value. But you're right, we'd stop and we take yeah. stock and go, well, actually everything mm-hmm. that you've achieved, everything that you've overcome, you did that. No one else did that. And that allows us to yeah. stop and actually sit in that and own it and feel that level of worthiness. So you, you don't need to prove it to anybody once you prove it to yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's hear that again. You don't need to prove it to anybody once you prove it to yourself. That's that's a good line. And I think that's it to speak to specifically. Uh, yeah, that, that, you know, most of my clients are women. And and we were talking about this before as to why that is and what those stories are. And I think a lot of this, as you say, you're highlighting now. Yeah, a lot of the stories that I hear start with some sense of unworthiness, um, not good enough. It's, um, not, it's not, not, not that's, that's it. It's a lot of that. It's, it's a lot of proving. And yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. It's it, again, I, I sit here and I get the joy of, of finding them at the place that they are now where they have this, you have this passion, you have this idea that, that you're trying to get out. And we get to talk about this merely as the past. But also you feel that showing up again right now, don't you? 
that's that that voice is still speaking so let's put a story to that that is true of how you've overcome that so that the next time that you feel that tomorrow morning you get to say yeah but i'm not there anymore oh so i'm here so i gotta have goosebumps so that's that seems to be yeah that's uh that's that's where i I really get fired up in this. It's like, sure, I can nerd out. I could talk about storytelling and speaking all day, every day. Let's get into the nitty gritty of it if you want to. But really, I'm in this for that kind of impact where I get to see somebody be more clear on on who they are. It's like confirmation. Now. Yeah. 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 And how powerful Freaking that is. Powerful. So powerful. And I think that the more <laughs> the more we see more women speaking up and actually having that voice and sharing their story and validating that level within themselves, but also helps to validate other women that no matter what your story is, when you do own it, that's that level of authenticity that, that comes through. And I think that that's powerful in itself. That changes the world for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, it yeah. spreads out. So I'd love to dive into a little bit more about speaking. So I know that you help a lot of other women work with speaking and you, you've worked with doing TEDx coaching and things like that, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. firstly, mm-hmm. selfishly, I want to ask what makes a really great TEDx talk? <laughs> uh, I mean, they, the, the focus is on ideas. Right. So you think Ted, you think ideas, that's it. So, so you got to start, what's your idea? And, and I have my own kind of format that I work through, but the thing is going to be an idea and what's your story attached to that. You can give me all the information after that, but that's, what's going to captivate is a strong idea and a, a captivating story to go with it or stories. You stand up and you deliver that, then you're you're more watched, you know, you're more listened to all of a sudden you just stand out because you've got something that is clear, uh, clearly impacting others. That's, that's what I've got. Uh, that's what I see. That's what I hear. That's what, that's how I've helped people kind of develop, uh, something. And that's what makes us watch them goes around that. Exactly. So there's a title, there's might be a catchy title or something that goes with it, or you see that it's got more views than someone else that draws you to it, but you're staying in because what? Because the magic of Ted is they just jump right in. There's no pretense. There's no, hey, oh, well, the drive to get here was hell, wasn't it? No, it's just, they just jump right in to the goods. They've got a limited time. So they give you only the good Mm -hmm. stuff. And within that good stuff, it's usually rooted in Here's my idea. Here's the story that got me to this idea. Here's the proof around this. And now here's what's possible of how we can change the world if we put this into action. Awesome. So good. So what are some of the mistakes that you see some speakers make out there? Mm, mm. (laughs) Like where do I Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, So I used to... uh, again, kind of in my, in my youth work days, I would run events uh, for hundreds of teenagers. And I was in charge of bringing in speakers for a weekend. And and at that time, that was my main role. So I was just studying these speakers, these people that we're paying to be here. And I would watch them and I would just take notes. I'm like, you went too long. You missed a mark there. You're looking at your notes. Why are you looking so much at your notes? What is going on here? You're not actually engaged in the audience. Why are you spending 40 minutes telling a story and three minutes telling any information? You're like, sure, that's something, but 
what do we actually know at the end of this, except for this funny story? So there's a lot of things, honestly, that I learned from that. But I think that ultimately this would come down to, do you know the mistake is you're not telling your story at all. And you're starting with, here's five points around my favorite favorite subject. And go, great. But I don't know why I should trust you. That's it. It's just straight into here's the the information. Let me open a textbook and read it to you. Um, Whereas the best way to start would be, hey, here's who I am. Let's break the ice a little bit. Here's my story of how you know that I'm an authority to speak about this. And now we'll get into the goods. So I think that there's something around that. Um, There's a whole piece around audience engagement of are you actually listening Are you engaged? Are you looking? Are you listening to the audience in the house? I know that's harder with Zoom stuff, but it's not impossible when you see people on your Zoom call. You can see, you can engage them in the chat. Um, You can invite them to engage in the chat all along the way. And if a question shows up, you should take a second and engage with that question to let them see that you see them. These are really important things to, to engage the audience along the way and let them know that you need them. I think that's a, that's a, again, if the first one is you're not starting with your story, the second one would be let the audience know that you need them here. Love that. Because I think if we're sitting in the audience and we feel like this guy's speaking to an empty room, then what does it matter if I'm there or not? We want to be engaged. We want to feel important. So make me feel important. Make me kind of lead me through that. Tell me to talk to the person next to me. Tell me to raise my hand. Tell me to do something. Make me laugh. Make me feel. Let me know that that you care that I'm there. Those are, it would be a couple that really stand out to me that I think are difference makers when people show up and do them well. You're so right. I think it's that constant engagement of like, that's what I see too with, with really epic speakers. They're constantly engaging and they've got your eye contact and they've this energy in the way that they're mm-hmm. speaking and it's really engaging. And it is that constant, um, almost like confirmation that it's landing. I think that really helps as well. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. There's uh yeah, it's, it's little, who's it? Lisa Nichols, oh, I think amazing. does this like, yes, yes. Yeah. Right. Like, so, and, and you've got, I, I remember I, I saw Tony, Tony Robbins speak a while ago, the first time that I saw him speak and, and, you know, he's got all kinds of stuff around him, but there's incredible, right. To, to see him actually handle a room Mm. was, I agree. Yeah. It was a masterclass. That's what I want. I didn't listen to his content at all. I just saw how he moved around and there was something really specific that I feel like only a few people actually like get (laughs) when I, when I explain it, I like to explain it so passionately and people are like, "I, I don't get it. He, he did this thing where like, you know, a speaker speaking. And then when they say a good point, the audience will start clapping. Like, yeah, good point. Like it's this way that we say we agree or we're thankful for what you just said. And what, what he did was anytime that the audience would start clapping, he would point or the sound booth was already on it and they turn music up, which, and then it would turn into a dance break of like a minute, three minutes, whatever they wanted it to be. But it, what was happening was this power shift, right? So as soon as the audience claps, now he's not in control as a speaker anymore. Ooh, yeah. But if he turns the music on, he's in control. And so I think there's this shift around this. And this is a key focus for speakers to realize that you are in this give and take of control. 
And when we as an audience feel like you're giving us some control, like intentionally, we love it. Yes. And so the dance breaks felt like we were in control because like, we, 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 but what was really happening was him saying like, "Uh, uh-uh, you don't get to clap on your own time. <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> right. So it's this, again, that's where I say there's this masterclass that yeah. you get to see there. Um, and so uh, as a speaker, the invitation is in, invite the audience in. Yeah. Um, I think it also, but also recognize you're always in control. Yeah, you should be love that. I love that. I think it also helps to intensify the emotions around what he's sharing too. Like, I feel like once you then pump up the music, cause I've been, I've seen him many oh, times, yeah, right. you pump up the music, you actually feel good. And it's creating this break that you're all engaging as well. Like it's this mm-hmm. energy shift. That's that, why he can speak for four hours and you feel like right. it's been four minutes. It's, Just it's 16. Insane. Last time I saw it was 16. I was like. <laughs> It really changed the way that I saw how you manage your own energy. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. is there anything else that you think that, you know, when it comes to creating a magical space on stage, is there anything else that you mm. see that speakers do really well that you think that makes a speech or uh, anything that you're presenting engaging or magical? Yeah. I, I mean, I've got, I've got a whole like course around this called make speaking magical. Right. And this is, um, and it's, it's specifically focused because my, my first love was acting. And so I think of as a performer, what are you doing with the audience? Yeah. It's, it's, there's sure there's a fourth wall here, but it's, it is what I learned from my mama, right. Was it's, it's actually about wearing this together. And so any way that you can sort of make your speaking magical, you actually make it more likely that you're remembered. And what's the point of speaking if you're not going to be remembered? So when I talked about the, even when I talked about the brain earlier, I do a lot of my focus around speaking is like, how do you speak in such a way that you can actually captivate like different parts of the brain as you go? So say something again, right? So spark an emotion or, or build trust, build quick connective trust with your audience show up and say something really simple, really universal that makes us all go, oh, they're just like me. Something really quick, right? That's a great thing to do. Tell a story, obviously tell your story, whether it's your big story, it's just a quick story, something to make us see that, oh yes, okay, again, they're human. And wow, there's a really good point to this and they're an authority on what they're talking about. Mm. Show a visual. If you've got some kind of visual, whether it's a we're talking about Tony Robbins and dancing that I think would be a visual, right? There's something there that sparked my brain in a way that made it completely memorable and set apart from other speakers, have an object lesson, an image, a video, something that gets the audience up, whatever it is um, that's going to make you stand out. Mm. Or if you can spark a conversation, I love doing this, Christine. This is one of my favorite things to do is when I want in, in a crowd and then, I just go, all right, take a minute, turn to the person next to you and tell them the best party that you've ever been to. That's awesome. And then they talk. It's an easy question. They go right into it. Energy just explodes because everyone's talking. It's an, they're talking with strangers. They're laughing. And I say, okay, bring it back, bring it back. And then I'll talk about something loosely related to a party. You know what the best part, you know what the best party I've been to was a potluck. You know what happens at a potluck? Everybody brings something. I wonder if you're bringing your best to your work today because we need you to, right? So like you just take that one moment and then turn it into what you want. And if you can do that well, it feels like we as the audience just actually helped 
like move the message along. Mm. And that's like, that's interactive. That is like engaging. And again, so you get into that stuff that becomes, that's magic. Yeah. That's where it feels like you're doing something beyond just talking words at us. Yeah. That's it. Spread it. Like actually presenting yeah. to rather than actually engaging with. Yeah. 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 I say it's inviting and involving rather than just, you know, speaking. Mm. Where do you think someone should start if they feel that they'd like to do speaking, but it's something that they've never done before and they feel like they're not really necessarily a good storyteller? Where do you think they should start? Mm. Mm. Thankfully, we like have a stage in our pocket. Uh, I, I think people undervalue the the stage that Instagram is or social media in any way. You can start speaking to an audience right now. And is that audience two people? Maybe. If you make a reel and get only 20 views, do you know how many people would love to have 20 people in a room right now to share their message? Mm. I just think we need to not undervalue the stage that's already in our hands and just start sharing. If you can't share there, there's no way that you can share on a stage with an actual room of live people. It's just not going to happen. So that's a great way to start is just start with what you've got, the account that you have, start sharing your message authentically, openly, consistently, mm. and see what lands. Um, I'd say you can take it then to podcasting, start your own podcast, be a guest on other people's podcasts, have something really clear that, you know, you invited me on this show because you knew what I would be able to speak about. Get clear on your message and you're more likely to get on certain podcasts and have good conversations. And then you get to practice speaking. You get to practice engaging, telling good stories. You get to practice. So it's all about the practice until you then start to ask and pitch to the people that you know are hosting events. And you say, hey, I see you're hosting an event. Do you need a speaker this year or next year? Because here's my topic. I think it would be great for your audience. Let me know. Love it. And then you start rolling. Yeah. You're so right. But you got to start with what yeah, you've got. Exactly. I totally agree. I think you're so right. When I, I used to run events for like three years and would look for speakers and I'd get approached mm -hmm. by speakers all the time. Well, they weren't necessarily big speakers yet. And the first thing that I would do is go to their socials and see if I could see them speaking mm. so I could feel their energy mm -hmm. to see their authenticity, to be able to see if they were a big, good fit for the event. And the majority of the time, the ones that I would get pitched, they weren't actually showing up and doing video online. And I was right. like, how do you expect me to choose you as a speaker if I can't even feel or see that what yeah. you're speaking about? Right? Like, yeah. It blew my mind. And yet. <laughs> and this is, I think, because, and uh, yeah, you just go, well, why? Uh, it's, it's, what's the block there where you, you feel like you've got a strong message because you, you share strong posts and, and it's more like a blog post and, and you're sharing pictures with a post. But yes, if you are not using your voice, then why would I hire you to use your voice to inspire my people like at my event? Yeah, that, it's a really strong disconnect there that I think is important for us to realize. Um, I remember uh, it was I don't five years ago, I guess, when I was like really leaning into I'm, I'm going into business for myself and my friend who is. Uh, he runs his own branding organization and he's just a, he's a genius and he knows me very well. And I was like, oh yeah, okay. I guess, I, you know, I guess to, to talk to people, I need to send them an email to start or something or, or shoot them a DM. I, I don't know. He's like, no, Alex, you're a speaker. You speak to people. 
get on the phone, send voice messages. Everything you do should be with your voice. That's where your strength is. So if you consider yourself a speaker, I want you to hear my friend Jared's voice in your ears saying, if you're a speaker, speak. Yeah, don't send an email. Lead with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you have to, but uh, but mostly like that's that's what I want to be known for. I want, yeah, I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep making reels. I'm going to keep doing these things because just like that, you never know when somebody's looking at your stuff and they want to just get an idea of like, what's their energy like? Yeah. Who are they? Can they actually carry a car? Can they actually captivate me? And that's where they're going to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. So I want to ask one or two last questions. So brilliant. when it comes to storytelling, speaking, uncovering your story, what do you wish someone knew about this in order to help them move forward? Mm. Or what do you wish they focused on in order for them to move forward? Uh, simplicity, mm. I think. I've, I see people getting stuck because kind of what we were talking about earlier, right? It's like they're looking for something or waiting for something that that actually isn't necessary. It doesn't need to be there. So you're complicating the issue or you feel like your story is too complicated or it doesn't relate to something. And so we're trying to create this really confusing and complicating thing that's different from anything that we've heard out there. But that's not what we want as a consumer, as an audience. We don't want confusing and complicated. We just want you. So let's make you as simple as possible and your story as simple as possible and then build out from there. It's again, it's the introduction. It's what do you do? Oh, I'm this. Don't tell me anymore until I ask for it, right? Like it's, it's just start with simple, then you can expand as the invitation comes or as you get more comfortable with it. But I wish people thought more about how can I make my story simple or my thought, my concept simple instead of make it more complicated with more steps so that it stands out from Amy Porterfield's stuff or whatever. Right. So I think that's, that's the game changer right now. Yeah. I totally agree. Cause when you look at like Mel Robbins, the most simplest thing, mm -hmm. five second rule, like it literally is so simple. <laughs> that's it. And I think that, yeah, sometimes yes. we too, we totally overcomplicate things. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So how can people reach out to you, find you? What's the next step for them? I know that actually I want to point out that if you want to explore how to uncover your story arc a little bit more, that transformational piece in your story to definitely go listen to Alex's podcast. Um, I listen to those episodes and I'm like, yeah, gold, absolute gold. So you definitely need to check that out. Yeah. I'll put that the link in the show notes. Where else can we Fabulous. find Thank you, you and work with you? Yeah. I mean, I mostly hang out on Instagram. So that's at street says, uh, you know, I'm on there daily and uh, love talking in the DMs. So just share something. If something here stood out to you, then just shoot me a DM and say, loved your podcast with Christine. This is what stuck out to me. And we'll carry the conversation from there. And then my website is alexstreet.ca. And you can find all the info about one-on-one -on -one coaching uh, and my podcast there. And that's the main work is for me, it happens in one-on-one -on -one and, and speaking. So um, let's connect on one of those levels. And I'd love to help you uncover your story and turn it out to the world. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing yeah. your story with me today, Alex. It's been so phenomenal. And I just love all the different avenues it went today. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Yeah, this has been such a joy as I knew it would. You guided it with a masterful precision. Thank you so much. This has been great. Amazing. Chat to you soon. 
for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week, and here's to taking your life to the next level.